0: What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the So I Was Thinking podcast. This is Felipe with my co-host, Rick. Rowan Keeley. I was going to... yeah. chica. chica. <laughs> uh, Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We are so glad that you're here. You can follow us on the iTunes, the Spotify. Uh, we have a bulletin board at your local Walmart where we post this week's episode in a QR code to get it. That's a smart idea. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> This episode will If not you're be, new, oh. Felipe
1: just says things and hopes that they happen eventually.
0: Story of my life. Story of my life. I got a girlfriend. Nah, and didn't yeah. happen. Alright, still waiting for that one. Anyway, um, hey listen, if you are tuning in, this show would not be possible without our incredible sponsors and supporters. You know who you are, but obviously we have to shout out our producer Rabbit Hole Records. This is the best place to record an album. This is the best place to record, uh, what, what do I usually say? A concert. Album, uh, record, yeah.
1: podcast,
0: song. Yeah. Any ideas you got, really, if you want it recorded, uh, Chris, the man, the myth, the legend, Swenson, can and will do it, for a fee, of course, but he'll do it, no matter what the cost. Uh, listen, uh, I had an idea the other day. You know you know, like when you go on a really peaceful hike, and then you find, like, that mysterious hidden waterfall. No. And you're like, oh, my gosh. I wish I had this sound and take home with me. Well, Chris can open uh, his sink uh, and then sit in the background far away enough going, ca-coo, ca-coo, so that it sounds like a waterfall you can play back in high fidelity. Remind yourself of your favorite hike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris is not a walker, so... Don't expect him to come on the hike with you,
0: but. I promise you, it'll he'll sound give you like the, the closest thing. thing. Ever been to Niagara you Falls? Should hear, you should hear his bird it's calls. It's the kitchen sink and the bathtub. You should hear his bird calls. <laughs> he is really incredible. He once had a red breasted pigeon. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Never heard anybody Best do. The red-breasted pigeon, anything like that. Honestly,
1: Chris. did a red-breasted pigeon better than a red-breasted yeah. pigeon? Yeah. Say that yeah. five times fast.
0: Red-breasted pigeon. No, no I the, whole got one. the whole I said thing. The whole thing. Red-breasted pigeon. No, <laughs> prison.
1: My whole sentence. He does a red-breasted pigeon better than a red-breasted pigeon. We
0: have a lot of episodes to go, yeah. and I don't want to hurt my brain. Uh, listen. Well, it's not
1: hard. I'm just sorry.
0: Adding to the <laughs> legend of Chris, uh, I don't know if you heard about this. and They don't teach you this, really, in your history classes, but look it up. He was wearing his glass. Sorry, that was a Hamilton reference. I didn't mean to start uh-huh, you're there, so but quirky. it happened there. Um, no, uh, they don't really, really talk about what really happened. Um, <laughs> should I say what I was just about to say? Do it. Oh, it's our podcast. This is going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> in nineteen in the nineteen sixties during the civil rights movement. Oh
1: no! <laughs> uh,
0: when uh, they asked Rosa Parks to move to the back of the bus, and she said no, Chris said, "I won't either." <laughs> civil rights movement was born. <laughs> I don't. i got. There's no recovering from that. Uh, so, Rowan, go on. I'm just gonna. So, sit here in shame for a bit.
1: All right, so welcome to the Rowan I was thinking podcast. Um, Felipe gets canceled. Um, today we're we're continuing our series of about the Sermon on the Mount and we're moving to a very special passage today because we're talking about the Lord's prayer. What is the Lord's prayer, Felipe?
0: I'm back. Um, so uh, during the Sermon on the Mount, uh the disciples came around and this was a collection of Again, this is a collection of sermons and 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 messages that Jesus put together, and the book of Matthew collects them uh, sequentially. And in Matthew chapter six, his disciples ask him, "Stop (laughs) scratching your nose like that, bro. Let me scratch my nose." Listen, go to the. I'm posting this clip of you scratching your nose. You comment below and you tell us if it's normal.
1: Comment, (laughs) comment if you scratch your nose like me
0: all the way around no do it, do it do it no no microphone in front of you do it real quick just, nobody's doing that it gets it, looks it gets
1: the entire nose all at once
0: anyway so this is a collection of messages the disciples gather around Jesus and because there are rehearsed prayers in Judaism right like there are rehearsed prayers in just about every major religion and it's a part of um, having like a base Prayer, or you know, like even even the psalms, sometimes were prayed in public gatherings because they provided a roadmap and a basis. And so, all these people have been trying to teach their disciples, Jesus's disciples, how to read, or how, sorry, how to pray for a while. And Jesus goes, and they ask Jesus, "Hey, how do you how do you want to tell us how to pray?" And Jesus then gives us this prayer that gives us a perfect uh, outline and roadmap for what. Talking to God the Father looks like, you know, like, and, and the thing that we have to remember is Jesus comes to reveal the Father. And so he uh, is probably one of the first people to uh, address God as Father, and not in a patriarchal sense like Father Abraham or, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but in the sense that, like, there's intimacy with God, not just the God that we revere, but the God that we know. Um, and so. Uh for, for this passage, we should also mention that uh, this is the second to last episode of the Sermon on the Mount series. And so we're not going to do all of Matthew chapter six. We're just going to focus on this, these 10 verses right here. Yeah. Uh, but if you're joining us, we have moved on from Matthew chapter five. We're in Matthew chapter six, verses five through 15, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, And it says this and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, sorry, excuse me, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Should we stop there and address that first?
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about that first intro part, because I think that's really important. Um I was just thinking about this the other day. Like how are we supposed to pray, right? Because mm-hmm. on one on one end, like God is holy and he deserves to be like revered. So how much um how much ceremony should be behind it, right? How much should we like use big words or use like like talk to God as if he's like a king, right? Who deserves reverence because that's yeah. who God is. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yet, but we as uh, like, American Christians don't understand kings. Like, when a king walked into a room, you would fall on your knees and bow right away. Yeah. Like, we don't have an equivalent to that in America anymore. So, like, to imagine God as a king, we often completely disrespect him. Like, this is the creator of the universe, the king of everything, and, like, this is the way we're talking about him. But on the other hand, God loves relationship yeah god isn't our relationship with god isn't like a king to his subjects it's a father to his children right yeah that's what god says over and over and over again so how much is like it going how much does your prayer life need to be personal or how much of your prayer life is just like you know what god i'm really struggling with this or god you know what this happened to me today. Like, I found 20 bucks in the parking lot. Like, that was pretty cool. I had a really good day today. Yeah. Just talking like you would talk to your dad about something, right? And so I think this, is, this passage, I love it because it outlines exactly how you're supposed to pray. Because I think so many people pray in a big, extravagant way when they're in a room full of people, but don't pray at all, Ooh. like when they're alone in their room. Yep. So how do you pray? Like, I think they're needs to be a balance between praying with reverence to God and being like, God, you are king, God, you are holy, like all of that stuff. And you can have those honest conversations with God in your prayer life. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you need to have a healthy balance. But I don't think you should be praying. I think the majority of your prayers should be happening by yourself instead of in front of groups of people or praying for like tons and tons of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Jesus says, you know, like to go pray in private, you know, like to close the door behind you and pray in secret. Because I think people liked the status and recognition that comes with God, if thou art with us, thou great and mighty God, would thou enter the room and bless the unblessed, unblessedable? right? And people love to say um, eloquent prayers like that, that they just fill up with words, but don't fill up with heart. And so um, really, I think the the reward that Jesus is saying here is that the relationship that we have with God is cultivated in private, not just in public, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, because think about it
1: like with your friends, right? You like if you have a friends or friends that you have only when you're a part of gr- big groups of people you don't really get to know those friends very often. Yeah, It's during those deep personal moments when it's just you and the other friend that you really get to know each other and you really have a mutual respect for each other. So how do you expect to get that with God without going through the necessary steps? You need to have one-on-one time. You need to be personal and understand who God is when you pray. Yeah. Moving on to uh, the next little clump of verses that we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, starting on verse 7. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. And then we'll we'll get Should we go over that or should we go right into the
0: Let's go over that break. real quick. God does not hear uh, i'm gonna just a pet peeve of mine real quick uh just because you say father god dear God uh multiple times in a prayer God doesn't forget who he is so please stop doing that thank you carrying on daddy God um but if you say daddy God stop <laughs> sometimes I, I throw in a yo god I feel like that's okay yeah daddy God is an abomination though okay um <laughs> so
1: now now I think we're gonna get deep dive into the prayer that Jesus outlines for us, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think this prayer is really important because I don't think Jesus is expecting us to pray this prayer every time we come up to a problem, but he's giving us an outline. Like, you do this in school all the time. Well, I do this in school. If you're in school, you know what this is. Most people passed or graduated school and all that. Felipe, to explain it for you, when you write an essay, (laughs) (laughs) right? <laughs>
0: no way, I graduated high school, bro. Stop playing with me.
1: <laughs> but when you write an essay, right? If you're doing a research paper or anything, you have your topics and then you write an outline. You decide, all right, this is going this is taking priority, this is coming first. Mm-hmm. This is coming second. Like, here's my introduction. Here's my conclusion. This information is going here. This is what God's doing. He's creating an outline for us so that we can follow this for our daily daily prayer life. So let's go over it. So he has to start out with, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Or hallowed be your name. So, I thought you were going to say something. So this is really important because... I think we always forget about this because we always start our prayers with why God did you do this, right? Mm. Instead of God, how would be your, thy name? And what that basically means is God's name is a reflection of who he is. God's name or I don't know. so God's name is holy, right? God's name alone has yeah. the power to drive out demons. And so by using like starting your prayer off with reverence to God's name like, yeah, it, you have to humble yourself. You have to say you have to when you begin your prayer, it gets you in the mindset of, you know what? No matter how big my problems are, no matter how rough my day is, my week, my this month, like this yeah. year, God's name is greater. God's name alone is greater. Just yeah. the name of God deserves respect and deserves reverence. Yeah. So glory be to God's name.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And his name um also just isn't... um. Like because we say hallowed be your name or, you know, like hallowed means to be made holy. So we're not saying, God, somehow please make your name holy. Um, We're praying that God's name would be treated the way it should be. Um, Just like Rowan said, like God's name is so powerful. And if we just go into prayer or we just, you know, like the thing is, um, I think when we talk about prayer in general, we can treat God like he's a genie right? And instead of the creator of the universe, right? So like when you're just like, God, I need you to, you know, help me find $5 on the floor today. Instead of like, God, you are so holy. I am so small compared to you. You're this great infinite being worthy of all honor and praise and glory forever and ever. God, would you provide for me today? You know, in your infiniteness, would you provide for my smallness today? Um, and you know, like as, 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 big as those words might be like to have that mindset to have that reference to understand mm-hmm. who you're talking to um yes he is personable yes he is close and he desires relationship and he is a father and a friend and uh and as we're talking about the holiness of god and in his name we need to treat it a reference especially when we pray and i think that's a point that jesus is trying to make is that the 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 um, sovereignty of God is important when we approach him, that we're not just coming, you know, to a genie in a bottle. We're not just, yo, God, what up, bro? Listen, you know, like they we're talking to um, the Alpha and the Omega, uh, you know, like the first and the last. And so when we pray, when we make our petitions uh, to him and when we spend time in his presence, like that's who we're talking to. Um, but the next the next section here, Jesus says, "Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Rowan, you really like this part, so I'm gonna let you.
1: yeah, so th- I love this because this isn't saying, God, your name is great. I can't wait for that car. Mm-hmm. or God, this is so great. I really want a new computer. Yeah like this is saying, despite, and like this is a common theme throughout this entire prayer and this entire outline of how we should pray. Is just being humble, being saying to yourself, I I'm not good enough for God. Like despite me being sinful, despite me being um less than perfect, God still loves me. And yep. so I need to humble myself when I'm talking to God. And so by saying, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in as is as it is in heaven. Yep. That's like saying, God, God, no matter what I want. You let your will be done. No matter like how I think my life should go, whatever you th- have planned, that's better. And yeah. it's your kingdom come, whatever it takes for the kingdom to come here on earth and make earth as it is in heaven, I'm willing to do it. I'm your servant. Like, yeah. I'm willing to carry out my purpose because we talked about this in our purpose episode. Our purpose is not to get to heaven. It's to bring the kingdom of heaven down here on earth and for everybody to live around us and so this is basic in this prayer it's saying how can i best do that how can i best um um spread the word how can i best bring your kingdom here how can i like make your will be done
0: Yeah. And I think we should clarify this because we've said this in a few episodes and I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. It's not that we don't believe in heaven. It's not that we don't believe in an afterlife that we say that the goal is not heaven. It's that we feel like a lot of people waste a lot of time preparing for heaven and don't do anything here on earth. Right. And so like. They, they, they talk about, oh, well, I want to do this. I can't wait to get to heaven, and this is perfect, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you wasted your time here on earth by not discipling anybody. You've wasted your time here on earth by not investing in anybody. You've wasted your time here on earth by not being who Jesus called you to be while you were here. You've been worried so much about heaven and what comes next that you've missed the now. And I think mm-hmm. you said this really well, that it's about his kingdom coming, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I just kicked my shoes off and my feet sting.
0: I can't smell them, so. Uh,
1: no, but what I was going to say is, oh, my goodness.
0: Sweet doggies.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to put those back on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you are. But
1: I think so many people are focused with doing the bare minimum getting into heaven oh let me finish this point real quick so many people are focused on doing the bare minimum to get to heaven it's like am i just good enough can i get away with just enough where i have fun on earth but also do enough to get into Mm. heaven that's a good point (laughs) that's like that's my as a middle schooler that was my philosophy is like how much fun can i have without Losing my heaven pass, like I want to get to heaven, but also not be a goody two shoes right here on earth. And that that idea of like the afterlife and like all that is just so skewed, and that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to bring heaven here, make here as much like heaven as possible.
0: Yeah, and that I think includes bringing His presence wherever we go. Let's keep going here. Um, Number or verse eleven. Give us this day our daily bread. Uh this is a this is a pretty good Oh actually no let's go back real quick. Um what's cool is uh in this verse your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh the Jews had a specific prayer that they prayed at that time that talked about the kingdom of heaven um eventually uh and when the Jews prayed this we found this in our study they looked forward to a kingdom that was not yet. But when the early Christians prayed this, they perceived that although they were waiting for the fullness of God's kingdom on earth to be revealed, it was already among them. So this idea So this idea that we, um, like the early church, were just sitting around waiting for things to happen, is is not true at all like and it's like what we said they were working towards bringing the kingdom here um but cool. let's go on uh give us as they are daily bread rowan
1: no you take this one away
0: okay give us as day our daily bread um it's this idea like of reliance on god right so like mm-hmm. this this um when you pray, God, give us, give me today my daily bread. You're not, you're not asking just for food, right? Like bread was the idea of food as a whole in, in the Jewish culture. So when they were saying that they meant provision. And so it's understanding that like, Hey, listen, everything that I get today, the food that I eat, the water that I drink, the clothes on my back, everything, God, would you give me what I need for today? And it's funny because like, um, uh, that actually goes back to like the idea of the Israelites in the desert, right? So they were in the desert for 40 years, and every day they had manna outside of their tent. And every day God told them, listen, I will feed you, I will provide for you, I will clothe you, but when you need to get food in the morning, get enough for today. Don't, don't store for tomorrow because I will provide for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Get food for today. And this idea... Uh, And it's this idea that we're praying, saying, God, would you give me what I need today? I'm not going to stick around being greedy, waiting and trying to store some up for tomorrow, God, because you can provide exactly what I need today. And honestly, I've been learning a lot about reliance on God the last few weeks because um, of a situation that I'm going through, just praying that God would provide and not worrying not being anxious and not pretending to not be anxious either but like genuinely saying like god i don't know how this is going to come through i don't know how you're going to provide but i believe that you will like and it's not out of laziness it's out of like honesty and so um really just just saying god would you provide for what i need today yeah. and believing that god will that's good
1: yeah uh, moving on to the next verse Um, We're reading ESV. Um, I had this memorized as like a five-year-old. So I might say it a little different if I'm not like reading it directly off. But it all means the same thing. Uh, And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. So this is interesting because this is also humbling ourselves. So we start off this prayer by humbling ourselves when talking to God. We're like, God, you are greater. God, you are holy. Your name alone cast out demons all this stuff right yeah now we're even humbling ourselves to our enemies because jesus says mm. mercy will be shown to the merciful and uh like if you're i don't know the exact verse but if you're merciless oh it's verse 15 f- verse 15 but if you do not forgive the others who d- for their trespassers neither will you're forgot jeez i cannot <laughs> read uh, it's before the shoes. It's
0: the gas from <laughs> yeah. Shoes seriously, when you pick your shoes
1: off. man, it's like Scarecrow. Jeez. All right. Fourteen and fifteen say for if you forgive others your trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither your Father, neither will your Father forgive your trespassers. There we go. We did it, guys. But basically, yeah. the mercy you show is the mercy you're gonna get. when talking to god so you need to humble yourself before even your enemies you need to be like if someone's wronged you you need to be like you hurt me but i forgive you just as god has forgiven me because we talk about like the sin that we've committed right god says if we're angry we've committed murder in our hearts if we even look at a woman and like lust after her We've already committed adultery. So, so many people are murderous, adulterous, liars, like this whole slew of things. So, we do not deserve the grace and mercy God gives us, but he forgives us anyway. And so, like, that is the amount of forgiveness that we need to hold other people to. It's the same parable. I might be jumping into dangerous waters because I don't know the verse or the exact parable. But Jesus tells a parable of a guy who... Or a servant who owes his master a ton of money, right? Yeah. And so he goes to his master and his master clears his debt. Like an insane amount of money. His master clears his debt. Yeah. So the guy goes outside and as soon as he goes outside he sees someone else who owes him very, very little. And he takes Ooh excuse me. There it is. He takes him and he's like give me my money and he refuses to forgive this person's small debt even though he's just been forgiven a massive amount of debt there <laughs> it is <laughs> did you get now that in healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well,
0: I heard it in my ears let's we'll <laughs> see what happens
1: okay okay but <laughs> um it's the same Jesus is using that parable to illustrate this like if we're unable to forgive people for the their minor trespasses against us in the scope of like the universe how can we expect god to forgive our own faults?
0: yeah yeah and i think you nailed it on the head you know like our, our calling is to forgive as we've been forgiven um and if we don't we won't be forgiven that's exactly what jesus says it's not that complicated but to have that mindset while you're praying like god i know i've i've done wrong but god i also forgive those that have done wrong to me like the the forgiveness thing that we we practice as christians isn't supposed to be just nice words like they're not just nice words on a page they're truth right and so like if i am a christian that is bitter i'm not a good christian if I'm a Christian that can't forgive, I'm not a good Christian. Like I, I need to practice that same mercy, that same forgiveness that I've been shown. Um, That's good. And it ends with this, uh, verse thirteen: "And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from." Evil. Now, I've always found that first interesting because why would you pray for God to not lead you into temptation when in the book of James, um, G- uh, James writes that God cannot tempt anybody, uh, and that He won't. Uh, and so, uh, what we read here is that the word temptation um, ever or it never meant in before the New Testament uh, like something pulling you towards sin. Um, but being tested, right? And so even then, um, we're asking that God won't test us. That's a weird thing either because God tests us intentionally to produce faith. Um, We recognize our helplessness before the devil and before the one who would tempt us, who only Jesus could vanquish, and we trust God to deliver us from the enemy, so the lead us not into temptation is God, give us a way out as we are tempted. God, you know, like as the enemy fights against us and throws temptation our way and throws tests our way and throws trials away, God, would you not lead us down those paths, but lead us towards victory? And I think it's, it's cool. Um, not, not something super deep and theological there, but just truth, right? Like we're praying that God would deliver us from evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's not, good. and and I think this is a, I just thought of this, but it says deliver us from evil, not deliver us from bad things. Yeah. God never promised that our whole lives would be, you know, holly jolly Christmas all, all year long. Um, but genuine evil. I think I think that's that's an interesting um, like difference and distinction to be made there.
1: Yeah, that's good. So that was the Lord's Prayer. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, we really, uh, deep dived into this one, right?
0: Deep dove.
1: Deep, it, deep dove,
0: you know, you're on a roll tonight. Usually it's me. Yeah. I talked a lot. Seriously. Yeah. So. Well, if you like this episode, please feel free to like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're also on TikTok. Um, but you can, uh, visit our website. So I where you can find links to our YouTube channel, all of our social media and listen to our episodes or click one of the other links to follow us to YouTube and, uh, subscribe to us there, hit the subscribe button, turn on the bell for notifications. So you get notified when our videos post literally every other Wednesday, So it's not that hard for you to know. <laughs> um, other and than that, Oh, go on.
1: No, I was just going to say for those who really for the people who like want to support us, even beyond commenting and all that stuff yeah. to really get our uh, podcast out there, share it with a few friends. If uh, absolutely there's a friend, like even if it's just one friend, we'd love to have them listen to us. Cause that's Pretty one dope. more view. Hey-o. Exactly. Yeah. And if you head
0: to our <laughs> website, you can hit the support us tab. If you really, really, really like what we're doing and honestly you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month all the way up to 10 bucks if yeah. whatever you do whatever you decide to do we appreciate it we got two supporters and a sponsor right now so we are so grateful for them
1: yeah have a great day babes um
0: no we can't steal that from the hey babe podcast we love them we respect them uh, too much. yeah babies uh you guys are the thinkers the honey buns the Sugar Biscuits. Good
1: night, Honey buns.
0: See you later, Sugar Biscuit. Anyway, see you next week. See you, Seabiscuit. Peace out. The, the horse?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: God. Seabiscuit? Yeah.